Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Jeff Lewis, and Joshua Baker. Hey guys, welcome back to Table Reads. If you are addicted to listening to this show every week, we're real sorry. Uh, Coronavirus sort of caught up to us and we ran out of content. And so we're a little late here with the finale of Star Wars, but it's the finale of the Star Wars. So it's worth the wait, right? Can't be no worse than the real one we got. I mean, I feel like I would I would wait for the finale of Star Wars. Yeah, right. I mean, right. Come on, guys. Not a problem. And if you have baited breath, please go get tested. So I think it's been close to a month since we recorded, guys. Do you remember what's going on? Do you remember the characters or voices that you were using for them? I'm relatively sure that they were carrying around children that were drugged in backpacks and that they were running out of batteries. I remember it like it was yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is a thing, yes. Luckily... I did have the foresight to go back and listen to a bunch of stuff and read a bunch of stuff so that I could let us know what's been going on. Previously on Table Reads. After basically six episodes worth of setup and exposition, our heroes finally escaped the planet Tanawi and arrived on the planet Yavin in the Forbidden Zone where they encountered a treehouse-dwelling proto-Baru, Wookiees, giant slimy Jawas, and even a spider dog. But even the spider dog isn't as unexpected as the sudden and inexplicable romance between Justin and Princess Zara. While Han, Justin, and Luke go off in search of Princess Zara, the young princes, now unbackpacked, uh, remain under the watch of Baru and who, though, in their treehouse with the robots and the spider dog, Amber. Baru and Who take Prince Puck out to collect some space <laughs> fruit or something, leaving Prince Oedo with the robots and Amber the spider dog in the treehouse. So when some soldiers from the Galactic Kingdom turn up, they go into full Anne Frank mode in the clumsiest World War II allegory in Star Wars history, which is really saying something. When we left off, their hiding place had just been discovered, and Seekers were sent out to find the others. Fade in. Everything you just said was pure madness. <laughs> and, and whoever was listening to the previous episode where this doesn't happen that far out to them, it's going to be like, yeah, all that makes sense. What are these fucking idiots talking about? We just talked about this. Um, also, when I was going back through stuff to work out uh, what happened all the previously on stuff I noticed um, I, I got confused because I saw an amber in the script way before the uh, spider dog and that amber 
was the one-armed security guard on Tonawi, who I think got blown up with their mom? Of course. So he named the spider dog after his one-armed uh, bodyguard. I guess. The fuck. <laughs> the fuck. Yep, it came off exactly the way that old George intended. He's like, it's a circle. It's it's like poetry, right? It rhymes, isn't that the, the line? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like poetry. Everything it's is like- circles. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, scene 144, Vine Jungle Ridge, Yavin. For those reading along, this is on page 101. Or if you're on YouTube, just look at the screen. It's, it's right there. the general sits at the head of the large stone table pushing small markers around Han explains what the general is doing to 10 or 15 Jawa chiefs gathered around the table weird phrasing it sounds like he's explaining to someone what the general is doing to the Jawas (laughs) so so you'll see in this picture he's really (laughs) fucking giving it to him (laughs) (laughs) he's got got this one over his shoulder like very masculine (laughs) occasionally Boma puts in a word of further explanation or answers a question Captain Valor sits back silently watching the Jawa warriors and listens to the general's plan then they pull back to here that's where the trap will be set no one must advance an assault on the perimeter is useless Our only hope is to use their weapons against them. The general pauses while Han and Boma translate. Once we acquire those tanks, our prime objective must be to secure the starship. No one must escape. I could just see this actually playing out on screen. Instead of having (laughs) subtitles or anything, George actually takes a solid minute to have other characters translate. I would have loved to have watched Harrison Ford just stare at this fucking That's what's going on here. He's reading all that and then someone else is going Luga Duga Duga Wagaga Chinga Rugata And then he talks some more and then they do it again. Oh shit. I love it. Or, or it's happening at the same time, and fucking Skywalker's trying his best to keep a straight face. <laughs> it's just like, and we acquired those tanks. Look at look at the Imperial outpost of fine jungle, Yavin. Three officers run along a row of giant air tanks to a perimeter bunker. There, two stormtroopers are watching the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you fucking go anywhere. (laughs) When the officers arrive, the troopers let them look through the powerful mounted electro binoculars. One of the troopers points out several areas in the dense jungle. Interior, control room, royal outpost, Yavin. A trooper sitting at an elaborate control panel turns to an officer watching a monitor system. A large concentration of terrestrials at point E2. <laughs> Alert squads, one through six. <laughs> Vine jungles, outpost perimeter, Yavin. The general stands in a clearing surrounded by many armed Jawas carrying large shiny shields. Han moves back and forth, barking orders to the assembled creatures. 
We're ready. Give them the signal. Han motions, motions to a young Jawa who takes off, running through the jungle. Royal Outpost, Vine Jungle, Yavin. Three large air tanks slowly move toward the outpost perimeter. The tank pilots sit on the hatch rims of the ponderous weapons, studying the movements of the Jawas. The tank personnel talk to one another on an intercom system. There's a large concentration, red two by XS. Let's break them up. The pilots slip into the tanks and close the hatches. The tanks open with a barrage of laser bolts, which create a wall of explosions. The Jawas retreat, and the tanks follow. The tank crews track the fleeing creatures with various electronic scopes and laugh at the fleeing creatures. Vine Jungle, Outpost Perimeter, Yavin. The general stands on a limb of a jungle tree, watching the advancing tanks. Captain Valor is on another branch a few feet away. They've grown sloppy fighting Jawas. The intraphaser systems aren't on. They're in for a little surprise. Captain Valor flashes... No intraphasers. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Captain Valor flashes a signal mirror, which is received by a Jawa near the tanks. The Jawas are in pairs, and they hold heavy stone wedges attached to woven vines, which, in turn, are fastened high in the trees. When the tanks pass directly under the Jawas, they let loose with the heavy stone pendulums. The wedges fly through the air, neatly clipping off the antenna groupings protruding from the tops of the air tanks. Interior, air tank, vine jungle, Yavin. Several of the lights and monitors go dark in the main control panel. The pilot flips several switches in a panic. All high-facing units are out. We've lost all contact. Send out the ground signal. Suddenly, all of the monitors go white and static fills the crowded tank interior. An alarm signal sounds. What is it? All signals, sensors, everything are coming right back to us. Some kind of deflection screen. It's a total blackout. Get out there and see if you can see anything. The pilot pushes a button and the main hatch slowly slides away. They caused all this panic by breaking an antenna off the top. I feel like that's not enough redundancy. <laughs> the sergeant's also like, they're flipping switches. He's like, send out the ground signal. And then the alarm goes off like, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what a tank is. It's like, new it, here. It's like just walking up to thing. a tank and snapping off a, like a, a car antenna. Yeah. And everybody inside goes, whoa! <laughs> shit! <laughs> That is some really bad uh, war machine designing. Yeah. Also, how are you a sergeant and a pilot of this tank and the first time an alarm goes off, you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, have you not been trained on this? They've gone like, soft fighting Jawas. He explained right. it earlier, Jeff. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he was downing their infiltrator system. <laughs> I haven't heard an alarm in 23 years because I've been stationed here on Yavin in the Forbidden Zone. Shut off that noise. Let's find out what's going on. <laughs> Explore your forbidden zone. Adam. Vine Jungle, Outpost Perimeter, Yavin. The pilot pops out of the hatch and sees two rows of Jawa warriors holding reflective shields. 
they form a circle that totally encompasses the massive air tank. Han shouts a signal to a group of Jawas in another tree, and they cut loose a bent limb which is attached to a noose around the tank's hatch. The noose instantly tightens around the pilot, and he is plucked from the tank and suspended 50 feet in the air. We're lynching people now. In an equally swift move, Captain Valor drops a small gas grenade into the open hatch. It explodes and engulfs the tank in a gray mist. The Jawas let out a joyful yell and then charge the tank. Han yells at them to stop, but several make it to the conquered craft before the gas cloud dissipates and they are felled by the fumes. Valor waits until... After the smoke clears and then jumps on the back of the immobile tank, several signal mirrors flash their messages to Han and the general. That makes four captured. Have them camouflaged. I'm going with Captain Valor. Interior, air tank, vine jungle, Yavin. Jawas are removing the tank crew as Valor checks out the power controls. The general slides through the main hatch. Any damage? She's fine. We're ready to move. Then let's go. The general yells for the Jawas to clear the tanks, and they scramble out of the hatch. Vine jungle, outpost perimeter, Yavin. The tank starts up with a loud roar, startling many Jawas resting on the mighty vehicle. Boma yells at the warriors and they fall a few feet behind the tank, their shields forming a shiny protective wall. Royal Outpost, Vine Jungle, Yavin. Several officers stand on a parked air tank trying to get a better view of the operation. A light land speeder pulls up next to the group and a general gets out. The officers snap to attention. Can you see anything? No, sir, but they've stopped firing. Communications still can't reach them, sir. Does anyone know what's going on? I'm sure they've got them on the run, sir. A laser bolt flashes out of the jungle and destroys a guard tower about a quarter of a mile from where the men are standing. Seconds later, the air tank on which they are standing explodes into a million pieces. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Murder. Whoa, what's going on? (laughs) Uh, Out of the jungle rumbles the captured air tank, driven by Captain Valor and followed by a column of Jawa warriors, probably with some tape around the antenna. Because now now they can see. I'm so confused how baffled these fucking soldiers are that war is happening. Like, like the yeah. moment the battle breaks up, like, what is this? That's the thing I hate about the fucking Empire, man. I feel like if they are an empire, they know how to war and stuff. Like, never, war? Never. This isn't why I joined the army? Yeah. Our like, best weapon is intimidation. Yeah. We've got lots of ships, but we don't know how to fly them or shoot the guns. Look how big they are. <laughs> you should be intimidated by their bigness. My shiny white armor is... The perfect form of dress for a jungle battle. (laughs) It'll protect me against every form of combat. (laughs) Limited to rifles, laser swords, and sometimes regular sticks. (laughs) Regular. (laughs) Fresh out of laser swords, let me grab a stick. (laughs) Oh, fuck! I mean, there are are real... uh, overtures of the Jedi battle here with the Ewoks. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is just that. <laughs> what do you think those? What do you think the stormtroopers' armor actually protects against? Like maybe like liquid stuff. Maybe they're like it's only liquid-based attacks. UV rays. Yeah, they won't get sun damage. It looks like a. It always looks like the like the edge of a like a plastic like a. It looks like they're wearing armor made out of hard hat material. <laughs> I think its main purpose is to protect them from being recognized by their friends and mocked at parties. <laughs> oh, their big plastic white cod pieces are my favorite. I don't know. I kind of like Josh's anti-lawsuit. Uh, <laughs> it's an OSHA. It's an OSHA. It's a hard hat for your body. Yeah, they, they were just running out there and OSHA was like, well, they got to wear something. We're getting sued left and right. <laughs> they stub their toe and it's like, <laughs> oh, he's been sitting on it. <laughs> Alarm sound. Troops rush from the low block houses and a battle rages inside the outpost. Jawas with spears, axes, and arrows manage to hold their own against the laser weapons of the stormtroopers. Explosions Ow. erupt everywhere as the Jawas begin to use captured laser rifles. Because they're the Viet Cong, man. They are much... Oh my god. They are much fiercer fighters than the soft royal troops. Oh, this is totally written with bias. I feel like I feel like this story doesn't work with tiny fluffy bears either. <laughs> yeah, but this is the same thing though. It's fucking Jawas with spears, axes, and arrows. But these Jawas are like ten feet tall and like sleep hanging from trees, and they're, if I recall, they're simultaneously slimy. slimy and furry. Yeah, they're scary. But they're using the same weapons. I guess it's like it's kind of like no matter how big you are, like whatever gun you got, it's gonna work the same. I mean, look, however big you are, sticks and rocks are still in the forest. <laughs> A plenty. <laughs> Ow, these rocks—they're hurting oh, my tank. I am but a soft royal troop. <laughs> that's that's what the stormtrooper armor really is. It's like a lobster shell because they're just soft and buttery meat inside. Mmm, delicious. I think they ended up testing and they're like, all right, we're really, we're going to go with the intimidation. We're going all in doubling down. We're only going to be good at marching. What's the nicest, comfortable wears uniform for just marching, just straight walking? I want to be able to wipe it down easily. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, and dirt should be very noticeable. We want them to be clean. You you know, our whole thing is, is black. Why are we... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think white. I feel like I feel like it's like being attacked by an army of toilets. Like that's true. That's true. I mean, they look like bathrooms to me. Like their color scheme is black and gray. Why are their soldiers white? I don't know. <laughs> that's don't know. that's how they trick sense. people into thinking they're the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they're giving up. They're giving up. Their soldiers are. <laughs> I mean, it's all about numbers, really. Intimidation, baby. Interior air tank, outpost, Yavin. Captain Valor works the controls of the air tank as the general watches the monitors and works the laser guns. Swing left. They're trying to cut us off. Starship runway, Royal Outpost, Yavin. 
Captain Valor maneuvers the air tank in front of a line of ten starships, cutting off a platoon of stormtroopers. The troops open fire on the tank, but are cut down by a group of Jawas who have moved in behind them. Han and A2 run up to the tank as Valor and the General climb out of the hatch. We've taken the main control center. All power units have been shut down. They're helpless. Have they found Zara? They've taken her back to Tanawi. A ship left no more than 10 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> it left no more than 10 hours ago. We just missed them. We've only been fighting for 30 minutes. <laughs> Set up a perimeter around these starships. Use as many men as you need. Straight to the grinder with you. <laughs> Throw did, them in the meat grinder. How did he even find out about that? He, he's been in the jungle with them the whole time. I guess he has a fucking radio. Oh, I her? Know, oh, like, I, saw her, I saw her leave last night. Yes. <laughs> Are we here for her? Oh, is, is that she what's going on? my quarters. <laughs> I actually saw her. I was like, Zara, what's up? She's like, peace. <laughs> I wasn't solo last night. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's a big fat guy in this one, right? Like, he's like all... Like, he, he's a giant green uh, monster guy. He's a scaly oh. green monster. Uh, Zara's probably into that. I mean, it beats the hell out of, like, getting your ass beat by some fucking moody teenager. Does it, though? I feel she like loves the ass beaten like moody teenager. character is pretty endearing, right? Like, more so than Justin is. Maybe. You're probably right. I don't like any of these characters. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I Dude. gotta pretend to like one of them. The Emperor <laughs> is more endearing than Justin. <laughs> Which one's the Emperor? I don't know. There's like three kings in this thing. Is yeah, that Darth, Darth Vader? Is there's that, so many things. There's so many kings guy. in this thing. They could uh, bring some gifts to Jesus. He's not even like Darth Vader. No, we, we, his first name is Darth because he's like Lieutenant yeah. Darth Vader or something he's like Mr. that. Mr. Vader. Yeah. Mr. Vader. Mr. Vader. My friends My call friend. me Darth. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> Darth Vader. Veda, Darth Veda. <sighs> Staff office, Royal Outpost, Yavin. Captain Valor and the General sit at a large table in the deserted office of the Royal Chief of Staff. The room is in a state of disarray. Papers are scattered everywhere. A2 stands on a chair, projecting an image of the Death Star fortress orbiting Tanawi on the tabletop. And are connected to the central system by a series of crossing networks similar to section TB4 and F687. The projection switches to a close-up view of the Transformer. I love that voice for A2 you got going on. I love it. It's so fucking good. <laughs> the general studies it carefully, then leans back in his chair. A2 turns off the projector. I'm not going to stop you, but I think it's a reckless move. Even if you get in, you'd never be able to get out. Just be patient. We now have enough ships to attack in force. But no pilots. Han and Boma enter the office. Still no contact with who though, or the kids. I'm afraid something's happened. Have Boma send two of their best warriors out there to get them. Han relates this to Boma. The general turns back to Captain Valor who watches Boma leave the room. They're fierce warriors, but you'll never teach them to fly. 
The general gives him a stern look. They'll fly and Tanawi will be free. May the force of others be with you. The general embraces the young Dai. Bring her back safely. We just fucking escaped Tanawi. Like, just. We left Why there are we going 15 back to minutes Tanawi? ago. Space fight! I'm, I don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. So There's only four, four fucking planets in this entire galaxy. And we've established that they have a Death Star. Why is that not the threat? Yeah, I don't know. We that haven't been on the Death Star. We haven't seen the Death Star. The Death Star isn't threatening to blow them up. It's just like, and they have a Death Star. But hey, let's go rescue the princess from going home. There's fucking eight bad guys. There's one guy that's kidnapped the brother. We're not even talking about that shit. The princess, her whole family blew some shit up. Like they escaped from in, a, in like a fucking big ass airport and shit. Nothing matters. A, a robot dad ripped this fucking heart out and we're just still moving. It's just constantly forward. Captain Valor. Oh, Outpost Runway, Starship. Captain Valor, dressed as Anne Royal Sky Raider, and A2 climb aboard one of the giant four-man starships. A crowd of Jawas led by Boma give a rousing cheer for the departing Dai. Valor breaks into a smile and waves to the joyous warriors. The general watches the proceedings from a bunker turret. He is lost in thought. Did... did... Luke give a giant wave before heading off to destroy the Death Star. Is that the appropriate time for that kind of... <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See you, everybody. I'm going to go rescue the princess. She's in I'm, grave danger. I'm a hero. <laughs> At least I'm playing at one. <laughs> I'm a hero. I might have to punch that princess in the face again to rescue her. You know... That's how princesses like to get rescued by a hero. I like that. So he's waving at the guys. He's like, bye guys. I'm off to destroy some shit. And then the general is watching from a bunker turret. He's like, what the fuck is happening? And he's like, (laughs) he's lost in thought. He's just like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Are we in danger? Did we win? (laughs) They're all leaving. (laughs) <laughs> he seems real happy he didn't get back already did he <laughs> space fortress Tanawi. three royal space transports dock inside the huge artificial moon the smaller convoy starships circle the larger craft until the three ships are safely inside the vast fortress conference room interior space fortress Tanawi. General Vader of the Royal Space Fleet hurries down a hallway, followed by a group of officers. They enter the large conference room where Zara is held under heavy guard. She appears well, but saddened. Vader approaches her and bows before her. I pray you have been treated honorably. I am your servant, Darth Vader. It won't be long before we will be able to return you to your people. To an aid. All the chambers ready? They're working on it, sir. Zara <laughs> stares defiantly at him. She, oh, she just left her people. He's like, don't worry. Soon you'll go back. Soon. Why would I go back? I just came here. 
You took me to bring me here to tell me you're going to take me. By her people, I think that he means Tanawi. Because that's oh. where she escaped from. That's her home. Let's get to already there. She just left. Zara star- stares defiantly at him. She starts to speak, but a powerful electric shock engulfs her body and she whines in extreme pain. <laughs> just relax and everything will be fine. Take her to section 25. Zara is forcibly taken from the room. What time do the doctors from Granicus arrive? 65 hours, sir. Put all security sanctions on alert until they arrive. The officer salutes smartly and exits. I love doing this the way I am as like little white guy doing his best James Earl Jones with no (laughs) echo effect at all. (laughs) <laughs> that's what he's trying to do because he's he's just a dude right now right like, yeah exactly <laughs> wait wait the doctors are three days away <laughs> what, what kind of plan was this <laughs> I, I fucking lost my shit <laughs> god damn it we got her bring the doctors Oh, did you want us to call them? You, you didn't, you mother, ah! Oh, I'll see what I can do three days from now. Good. (laughs) What the fuck is this shit? The the officer salutes smartly and exits. Royal Outpost, Vine Jungle, Yavin. A huge air tank rumbles along the approach to the Royal Outpost. The pilot sits on the main hatch of the tank, talking to his crew by headphones. Any contact yet? It appears deserted, but I don't like it. The tank enters the outpost perimeter and smoking rubble from the recent battle comes into view. The pilot becomes alarmed. There's been an attack. Reverse direction. The tank... (laughs) Go the other way! Run away! (laughs) Definitely don't back them up. (laughs) The tank comes to a grinding halt, but before it can start up again, it is surrounded by the Jawa army. From out of nowhere, a Jawa is on the back of the air tank and he has the pilot in a powerful arm lock. A Jawa chieftain rushes from a bunker, followed by an excited, jabbering warrior. They reach the captured air tank just as the last crewman is hauled out and little Oeda pokes his head out of the hatch. He is frightened. His younger brother Puck follows him out of the tank. Below them, the Jawas bully the captured crewman. What will they do with us? I don't know, but it don't look good. <laughs> C- C3 pulls himself out of the air tank, followed by Han, though, and his wife. I think that means who, though. The Jawa chieftain climbs on board and starts to jabber at the group. The Jawas carry on for some time, gesturing wildly and continually pointing at the sky. The two boys are too scared to say anything. Finally, the Jawa kneels before them. C3 politely returns a short bow. I don't get it. And he sums up the whole script. (laughs) What happened? Did we win? Did we win? The Jawa rises and again gestures skyward. 
Just then, a starship wildly buzzes the field upside down. <laughs> All the Jawas run for cover. The chief Jawa points to the crafts and jabbers incessantly. Interior, Royal Starship, sky over Yavin. Boma sits at the controls of a four-man starship. His face is a twisted combination of complete panic and an awesome religious experience. The general sitting next to him calmly switches a few buttons on the control panel as Han watches from the seat directly behind the Jawa. What's you, Josh? My bad. <clears throat> You'll get the hang of it. Han also gives the Jawa a few words of encouragement. Now, let's see if we can get into orbit. Push this, then ease her up. Now, this Jawa is basically an overgrown Ewok. This is what became the Ewoks, and he is trying to teach one to fly a starship. Ah. In, in just a few minutes, or at least, well, he has 65 hours to Ooh. teach this guy how to do that before the doctors arrive to do the ultimate evil plan. Can we just talk about how worrying the phrase, let's see if we can get into orbit, is? <laughs> because failure to get into orbit doesn't just mean we didn't go high enough. Hey, no, you just burned up alive. Why not? Boma follows the instructions, but pulls back on the lever too fast, and the ship begins to vibrate and bounce violently. Boma thinks it's funny and begins to laugh hysterically. Han becomes nervous and upset. Not so fast. Back off! Back off! Han yells at the Jawa, who can't respond because he is laughing so hard. The general pulls back on the lever. Han shakes his head and gives the general a worried look. Don't worry. Ignorance is on their side. Oh. What? Okay. That's what I say every time I take off in a Delta plane. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Ignorance is on their side. We'll get this bad boy down. Han is beginning to look a little sick. He gets up and rushes to the back of the ship. Royal Space Fortress, docking area, Tanawi. The canopy on the starship pops open and A2 and the young die, disguised as a Star Raider, climb out onto the docking platform. An officer and two ground crew approach him and salute. Captain Valor hands him his papers. I'm here to check the vent ports in the rim tracks. Your ship is from Yavin. We've lost all contact with them. What's going on out here? There's a fierce invasion just east of the bullpup station. It's really a mess out there. The officer smiles and the ground crew starts to check out the starship. Valor heads for the main docking exit, followed by A2. He remembers something as he passes the control station and calls out to the officer. Do you mind if I use your comm link? No. Go ahead. Valor walks into the small control area and pretends to talk on an intercom system. Find the highest security area. He's talking to A2. A2 punches his claw arm into a computer socket. Bam, and bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> and the brain comes to life, feeding information to the little robot. 
Captain Valor watches the officer as he directs the crewman in the securing er securing of the starship. A2 removes his arm from the computer and the duo leave the control station. Station 325 is the highest security area on board. It's a detention area. You you know what? You sound like you're uh, getting ready to ask Mike Wazowski if he's filled out his forms yet. Oh, well, I was going. I think it was more Danny DeVito a couple episodes ago. <laughs> it's just become an old Jewish woman now. Yeah. Wazowski. <laughs> they disappear into a chamber. They disappear into a chamber lock hallway. Of course. I don't know what that means. But you don't get it, man. Elevator tube, space fortress, Tanawi. Valor, trying to look inconspicuous, waits for a horizontal elevator. Wait, uh, Horizontal elevator. Ah, the, 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 this uh, moving sidewalk. I mean, elevate means vertical. Maybe it's uh, maybe it picks them up and then. What moves. if it's called an ambulator? An amp. That's a better name. He's waiting for the ambulator. <laughs> we what? what is that? <laughs> we what? <laughs> uh, or maybe an electro ambulator. An electro laser ambulator. An electro space laser ambulator. <laughs> A multiple electro laser ambulator. A Tanawian electro laser. <laughs> finish it. Finish it. I don't remember all of these things. <laughs> Troops and fortress personnel come and go, but no one seems to pay attention to the pair. Finally, a small car arrives, and Valor follows A2 into the pod-like vehicle, and it takes off through the through a vacuum tunnel. Detention area, Space Fortress, Tanawi. Valor and A2 enter a security station. Guards and electronic cutters are everywhere. An officer approaches Valor and checks his papers. The B-23 can't enter this station. But I need him. Sorry, no mechanical personnel. It's restricted. Valor watches helplessly as A2 is led into a waiting area. You may proceed, but you'll have to be escorted. A trooper joins Valor and leads him through a series of hallways. Valor carefully surveys the area as he follows the guard. Then you want to be a trooper? I'll be a trooper. Malthusians just beat the PDRs again. They should be in another league. Do you follow the Echometrics? That that voice went from one thing at the very beginning to complete different thing by the end. I'm like, where are you going with this, Josh? I don't know. Also, <laughs> hold on. Is he talking about sports? Does, He's talking about sports. Does this Star Wars have sports in it? It has Why sports not? wars. Because Star sport. It, it, it's also really confusing because Malthusians just beat the PDRs again does sound like they're talking about a planet fighting some sort of like faction right yeah I mean but but then the rest leads me to believe that he's talking about sports yeah but the sports is called ecometric yeah 
do you follow the ecometrics? So this is a sport in which they measure economic something. I don't know, man. This dude cannot name shit. The guard turns to discover that Captain Valor has disappeared. He is stunned, then manages to pull out a small ring radio. Code 6 alert. Starship runway, Royal Outpost, Yavin. Six Jawas sit before Han and the General, listening to Han explain something about space fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Though approaches the General. We made contact with the underground on Tanawi. Things are tighter. They can only get one man out. Dados is on his way. We should be ready by the time he arrives. Han turns to the general. They're ready to go up. The general makes a short statement to the Jawas in their own language. They let out a loud cheer and run for the row of starships. Interior, starship, space, Yavin. The general sits next to Boma as he leads two other Jawa-piloted starships in a tight formation. They head for a small cluster of asteroids orbiting near the planet's surface. The general quickly gives Boma some reassuring instructions. Han leads a second formation of three ships following Boma's group. The two formations of starships make an attack run on the asteroids. The general watches as Boma lines up and fires at an asteroid, blowing it into a million pieces. The general smiles and slaps Boma on the back. The Jawas excitedly chatter amongst themselves over the intercom system. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, docs and docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Watch your language, bud. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on youtube.com slash ferriswheelhouse2, or just use the hashtag LooneyTunesCritic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. You've been listening to the Looney Tunes Critic. Ain't he a stinker? Lights, camera, action. So the movie's a good part. Which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads. I think we're plugging right along, and we finally got a Death Star. Uh, I would like to explain to you uh, what Echometrics is. Oh! Really quickly. Go right ahead. Um, and then I want to see how that would be turned into a sport. Uh <clears throat> Echometrics is the quantitative analysis of economic, environmental, and societal systems based on the concurrent development of empirical theory related by appropriate methods of inner, of inference in attempts to create more sustainable systems. Shut the fuck up. So in a, in, broad, in in layman's terms, echometrics is a way to evaluate if an activity is contributing to more sustainable systems of productions and consumption. So it's literally the act of defining relevance. That sounds like the worst NFL ever. 
That's like, you know what? It's like the the guys at the New York Stock Exchange, and instead of like yelling buy, sell, and whatever, they're placing bets on either the Dow or the Nasdaq who are in a race. Right? Which one's better? Oh fuck! <laughs> the other one shouldn't win. How many bitcoins do I wager on the other bitcoin currencies? Half a bitcoin. Uh, yeah, this shit is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it back down for it, Sean. (laughs) Fade in. Gen- uh, no, uh, Detention Area Hallway, Space Fortress, Tanawi. There we go. A patrol of, me- of ten men marches through one of the long hallways in the detention area. They stop at an intersection. The officer in charge reports on the intercom. Ben 5 to Boma, all clear. <laughs> There's so many different officers. We <laughs> Yeah. To they're... just to make a voice up for each one. It's impossible. They should probably all just be like stormtrooper voice. The the only way to make that interesting would have been if we started like a a game where you had to like select a voice and a cadence like for the officers. Like, all right, your impression for this guy will be goofy. Go. <laughs> <laughs> the troops relax. Some stand in groups. Others wander a distance away, poking into the various small alleyways running off the main hallway. One trooper notices a small reflected light in one of the narrow corridors and carefully moves down the dark passageway to check it out. Out of nowhere, a fist knocks the trooper unconscious and drags him into a small alcove. (laughs) It's just a fist. There's an alien race. It's just a fist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're, they're called the Fistonians and, is- and they're from the planet Kit Fisto hmm, maybe yeah, I can use I Kit Fisto somewhere else this was the first incarnation of Kit Fisto <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lost my place I'm sorry uh, the officer finishes his report on the intercom and yells for the troops to fall in Men scurry in all directions, and out of a narrow corridor emerges Captain Valor, dressed in the uniform of a royal star trooper. He joins the platoon, and they march away. He's not infiltrating them, he's just joining them. He's like, I'm here now. You guys are really good at your jobs. (laughs) General's Quarters, Space Fortress, to now... Death Star sounds so much better than Space Fortress. Every time I read Space Fortress, I just think, that is so cheesy. Am I alone here? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, comparatively, yeah, but if we were reading another script where this was called the Death Star, I, I don't know. Like, if I Death Star know. wasn't a colloquialism now, like... Right, it's still it kind of... Yeah, you guys are right. Boring. We only think that Star Wars isn't dumb because it's had 40 years to, like, dig itself into our brains. Right. Yeah, if you if you read it, like, from, like, a brand new perspective, you, you show, I've seen, I've, I've shown people Star Wars and they've never seen it before. And they're like, why is this good? Yeah, they're like, this is, this is fucking stupid. Like, and they're, they're not wrong. Like, there's parts of it that are kind of cool, but 
you know, given like if you have to watch it now in comparison to something that is brand new and like super slick and fucking nice or whatever, it's like, when was this good? Uh, like, ha- ha- I have a startling confession for you guys. Oh, I did not watch Star Wars until I was in high school. Oh, wow. That's not that. That's not that strange. I think I was nine, maybe. It probably would have blowed for me if I watched it in in uh, in high school or whatever, like the original three or whatever. Because I mean, half the thing about the originals is how it made you feel, yep. like your first yep. time watching it. Yep. That's all that matters. But as an adult, you you're past some of that shit, right? There's not a lot of fantasy and whimsy you can imprint on yourself as a 25 year old guy no. trying to get out of debt but <laughs> as, a, as a kid that could be like any fucking thing like you're like I want a space pirate or hell even the bad guy's cool in that movie but watching it with somebody who's just like I mean yeah but like sci-fi channel has about 20 of these now like everybody's got their own science fiction fucking thing yeah I wonder if like if Star Wars had come out five years later, just five years difference, would it have landed the way it did in 1977? Would anyone have cared? I mean, think you couldn't do Spaceballs now. The idea of a Star yeah. Wars parody is so fucking lame at this point. Yeah. Like you could not do Spaceballs now. It had to come out. And I, that's my confession is I've seen Spaceballs and I don't think I laughed that many fucking times. It, w- it wasn't really funny to me. It's not as salient because Mel Brooks is not as salient. Like right. his style of comedy is not, it doesn't hit the same. No. It's also yeah. by far his weakest movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No other of his movies are so dependent on uh, source material from pop culture right. to land. Um, like pizza, the hut makes no damn sense. If you're it's- not familiar with star Wars. Or the, the, the Darth the Helmet or whatever his fucking name is. Like, yeah. that's such a fucking stupid joke. And everybody around me is like, oh, Darth Helmet is funny because he's Darth Vader, but with a big helmet. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I loved Spaceballs as a kid, sure. despite not having like seen Star Wars. But of course, it was there. Like, everybody knew Star Wars. Right, but to you it's kind of just a silly movie because you didn't know like the the context and all the like small things it was trying to pull off. So to you it's probably just a fucking comedy movie that was based in space, like the fucking Yeah, uh, the like I, I totally didn't get the whole like uh the whole aspect of it where it's mocking the commercialization of Star Wars and, and all the merchandising. Um that's probably the strongest aspect of the whole thing. But other than that, it's pretty weak as a movie on its own. That's fair. Sorry, we're trying to avoid reading this. Now we're we're getting in there. Come on, we can do this. Uh, where are we? I don't fucking know. Born, page one twenty two. The officer finishes... Oh, no, he did that. Okay. General's quarters, Space Fortress, Tanawi. <clears throat> general Vader and several officers watch the progress of the search on TV monitors. The general speaks into an intercom. Have them clear the area. Bring in the seekers. On the monitors, the troops are assembled in the main entryway and several small chrome balls are thrown into the hallway. Small antennae pop from the chrome surface and the small balls float down the hallways. 
Dodona, once a proud legionnaire, enters wearing the uniform of a stormtrooper. He snaps to attention before the general and hands him a report. Vader gives Dodona a sly grin. You also have small balls. <laughs> wow, what a good one. <laughs> Get him, Dodongo. Dodongo. <laughs> Dodona. Who's the um, who's the donut? Con- uh, contact has been lost with the ship carrying the doctors from Granicus. The princess's treatment will have to be delayed. We've just trapped your old friend, Captain Valor. Watch us accomplish what you found to be impossible. Dodona is humiliated, but stays at attention. Vader gets an emergency call on the intercom. Yes, yes. Put it on the view screen. (laughs) Make it bigger. One of the TV monitors switches to an image of the unconscious trooper Captain Valor stripped. Get me the captain of the guard. Detention area. Main entry. Space fortress. Tanawi. Three squads of troops, including Captain Valor, stand at attention in the main entrance to the detention area while the captain of the guard gets new orders over his headphones. Valor studies the situation carefully, looking for a way out of his predicament. The captain of the guard calls up the platoon sergeants and gives them a series of orders. They return to their squads and begin to inspect the troops. Valor begins to get worried. The sergeant works his way down the... works his way down the line until he gets to the trooper next to Valor. He sees no chance of escape, but surprise. Suddenly, he bolts from the ranks and races down the hallway. Squad leaders! The fuck? Okay. Cheese it! So, so, this is like when Han and Luke dressed as stormtroopers, but instead of it working, Darth Vader figures out that there are naked stormtroopers, so the bad guys, so the, what he thinks bad guys are, uh, have been disguised as stormtroopers, so he's like, get all the stormtroopers together and go check under helmets. And then we just have a scene of someone checking under all the helmets until Luke goes, fuck, and runs away. I've been found out. Just to, like, translate this into Star Wars. Mm -hmm. This is dumb. We should have pushed him down first and then ran. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) Ten troopers break out of the ranks and take up the chase. Captain Valor runs down a corridor and rounds a corner reaching a dead end. The troops round the corner and confront the trapped die. The sound of igniting laser swords fills the hallway. Valor takes a defensive stance, his huge laser sword buzzing loudly. The troops attack. They fight with skill and bravery, but are eventually all cut down by the invincible die warrior. Okay, when you call your hero invincible, it doesn't really, like, sell any tension. <laughs> Valor, who makes it out of this story alive, then fights the troopers. Captain Valor breaks away from the troops and runs down a long hallway. A safety door slides shut, closing off his escape. He turns around in time to see another door seal off the opposite end of the hallway. Before he can make any attempt to pry open the door, gas fills the sealed corridor. 
Valor collapses in a heap on the floor. But he was just invincible three in- sentences ago. Oh, he hasn't been vinced yet. Not yet. <laughs> He's going to be vinced like Vaughn. <laughs> sorry. Gross. Gross. <laughs> General's quarters, Space Fortress, Tanawi. Vader laughs as he watches the unconscious Valor on the TV monitors. Ha ha ha, my favorite sitcom. (laughs) This is a great show. All of the other officers in the room are laughing and joking, except Odana, who remains grimly at attention. Take him to the special section. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? The special section. <laughs> the one with no cameras. Dodona <laughs> salutes and exits the offices. Yeah. Vader laughs again. Ha ha ha. He's so happy. Starship runway, Royal Outpost, Tanawi. Nine gleaming starships sit in a row along the edge of the vast jungle runway. Bizarre and colorful Jawa designs have been painted across the large deflector fins of the spacecraft. It says Tanawi, I'm pretty sure this is Yavin. If any, we'll back on Yavin. In case anyone's real confused. Jungle. Like George. Some designs transform the ships ships into huge and grotesque animals, while others create unique mosaic patterns. The four-man Jawa crews stand proudly at attention in front of their ships. The general, along with Han and the underground leader, Datos, review the assembled Jawas. In one of the Jawa crews, a pilot is picking fleas off the back of his tail gunner. When the general passes, he snaps to attention. There is a gleam in the general's eye as he shows off his strike force to the crusty old underground leader. When they've inspected the last starship, Datos turns to the general. I'm speechless. It's amazing. A most impressive display. For the first time since the takeover, I feel real hope. Will your people be ready? Our forces have already started sabotaging their convict setups. A refugee camp on Manananyo has been conducting <laughs> raids on shipping from Granicus. That's how we intercepted those doctors. Get them to this. Sh- get them in the ships. We're on our way. Send the code signal. By the way, we intercepted those doctors. In case anyone in the audience was wondering, blew them the fuck up. <laughs> Killing doctors. They were 65 hours from their target. It said said intercepted, so maybe it's like, like, now we have the abilities to inject brains into children. Yeah, but they didn't have time to intercept them. They flew 65 hours away. I mean, that's... killed them less than 10 hours ago. That's how you build the tension. The 30-hour trip from Atlanta to fucking Los Angeles. We only have 65 hours. We must intercept those doctors. Detention cell, Space Fortress, Tanawi. General Vader and Dodana watch as a medic revives Valor, 
who has been strapped to an upright slab protected by cutter rays. He's coming around. The medic backs away and throws the switch with which activates the cutters. A blue glow surrounds Valor as he wakes up and sees Vader and Dodona. For all the myths and the trouble, you don't seem like much. He laughs and leaves Dodona alone in the room with the young Dai. <laughs> Dodona appears sad and frustrated at the capture of this noble warrior. They stare at one another for a few moments. You were insane to come here. The security on this this thing is impossible. Why? For her? I can't believe your loyalty is that strong. You're a great warrior, but you're a greater fool. This is a place for androids. No codes, no honor. Always, <clears throat> our ways are useless here. Why couldn't you have stayed away? This sounds like five different speeches that he couldn't decide on so he just jumbled yeah. them all together yeah. right I, I changed cadence from like questioning to angry to explanatory to angry to like desperate I mean it really seems like a series of single lines because they're completely unconnected from one another you're a great warrior but you're a greater fool oh, that, that's a good one let me try this though this is a place for androids. No codes, no honor. Yeah, that's another good one. Um, <laughs> you were insane to call. Yeah, that's that's another good one. Yeah, these are all good. I don't know how to pick one. <laughs> for this bitch. He storms out of the cell. Captain Valor struggles to free himself. Slum dwelling. Gordon Spaceport. Tanawi. The young partisan, Akko, listens to a small transmitter in a secret closet behind the main room in a slum dwelling. He jumps up and runs into the main room where Kist and several other men are sitting around a table covered with maps and plans. There's <clears throat> Thanos! Uh, we got to go ahead! The men cheer and starts hugging and slapping each other on the back. Finally, they settle down. Go to your organizations. What's the code time? 0330. May the force of others be with you. The men solemnly shake hands and leave the room. <laughs> Governor's office, Space Fortress, Tanawi. Captain Valor stands on a small platform before Governor Horus and the High Council. Consul. <clears throat> His hands are held behind his back by electric bonds. And I'm sure the king will enjoy our execution. I only regret I won't be there myself. This should end the Dinaga Smith once and for all. Take him to Granicus. <laughs> Take him to Granicus. You know, the place that's 65 hours away. That classic line. Dodona steps forward with a squad of stormtroopers and escorts the prisoner away. Vader and the governor seem very pleased with themselves. Dodona looks back in disgust. I don't remember who Dodona was at all. He was the guy either. that he was the guy that made the big speech we just read. I mean from he's, before. Oh, he I don't know, but he's a die now. Control Center, Surprise. Space Fortress, Tanawi. 
In the large cathedral control room, two officers sit above a row of monitors and giant readouts. Lock the whole sec. Wait, you know what? I'm going to do this guy as George. This is George's cameo. <laughs> George Costanza. Oh. <clears throat> Look. All right, George. Come on. Look, the whole sector just went dead. We're losing contact with the surface. Use the IF link and find out what's going on. This is a video game. Docked area, <laughs> Space Fortress, Tanawi. Dodona halts the squad guarding Captain Valor on an observation deck overlooking a starship docking port. Dodona reports to the officers in charge. Where is this ship? It's on its way in. It will just be a few minutes. Dodona returns to his squad and watches the large starship slowly move into the docking area. He glances at Valor, who stands defiant, ready to meet his fate. Dodona mm. continues to study Valor. The young Dai returns his gaze. Slowly, the spacecraft locks onto the docking port with a loud jolt. The troops snap to attention, but Dodonna grabs two laser swords and in one swift move switches off Valor's bonds and tosses him one of the laser swords. Valor assumes a defensive stance as the troops realize what has happened and draw their swords. This way! The two warriors fight their way through a side exit. The door slides closed behind them and Dodonna throws the lock, trapping the troopers on the observation platform. They race down the hallway and stop at an intersection. This way, we can get a starship and be out of here before they've discovered. I'm not leaving without the princess. It's impossible. There are traps everywhere. You're mad. Valor just grins and runs down the passageway leading to the detention area. Dodonna rushes and catches up. An alarm signal wails through the hallways. Jawa starships, space. The general leads three squads of starships toward the glowing planet of Tanawi. Skywalker. There she is. Activate your deflection shields. Detention area, space fortress, Tanawi. Dodonna talks with the captain of the guard. He gestures wildly like something important had happened. Four troops run into the central detention area, leading the bound prisoners. Princess. The captain salutes Dodona and the legionnaire, followed by the four troops and Zara. Leave the main area. Detention hallway, space fortress, Tanawi. <clears throat> Valor appears boldly at the end of the hallway, facing Dodona and the troops. Get him! Didn't he just free him? Yeah, I don't know. What, why is he doing this? I have no idea what's fucking going on. The troops rush for Valor, swords drawn. They are no match for the skilled die. He makes short work of them as Dodonna frees the princess. The trio then run into another hallway. The princess embraces Valor. We have only a few seconds before they find us. All of these hallways are sealable. What is going on here? She doesn't need to talk. She's just a woman. Shut up! <laughs> Boo! Valor spots a small garbage chute on the corridor wall. He goes and looks into it. Is this pressurized? The power sealed. We'll have to find another way or some way to shut the power off. 
They search the smooth walled room for another exit. There's gotta be a door on this wall. Let's jump in the trash <laughs> where this script belongs. Whoa! My, my favorite part of science fiction is when the wall is just smooth. You know, <sighs> on nobody ever ship. nobody ever thinks of escaping in the trash. That's gonna kind of be my thing. <laughs> except, except, oh, it doesn't work. The trash is locked. the trash is always locked that's what my wife says I hate it when my trash is locked (laughs) I'm alright about it (laughs) I I was trying to hide from some bullies in a dumpster in an alley one time but there was a padlock on it so I just gave them my money I'm gonna gonna put my pain into art (laughs) (laughs) Governor's Quarters, Space Fortress, Tanawi. Governor Horus watches General Vader as he supervises the hunt for Valor and Dodona. They watch troops move through the detention area via TV monitors. Seekers buzz through the hallways. The general gets a report from an officer on another monitor. <clears throat> uh, we've lost contact with the surface. There's a good probability of an uprising, even if even the if links are out. <laughs> Use a substandard relay and put all units on alert. <laughs> a substandard We've been relay? Using substandard fucking, <laughs> fucking Every, dialogue. Everything about this fucking battle station is substandard, Vader. Use the shitty radios. <laughs> this wall isn't even smooth. <laughs> what's, he, what's he got Bumpy. to say What's he got to say now, Darth? It's got sand on it. It gets everywhere. What's this? Yeah. Popcorn texture? Take it away! (laughs) You know, when you're not menacing, your name's really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Darth! Darth! The officer disappears from the monitor and is replaced with the captain of the guard. You know what the worst part is? We have four pages left. How this is going to get wrapped up heroically in four pages, I do not know. I think we're going to be... I think we're going to be introduced to a completely new set of characters in yeah. the last two pages, and then they're <laughs> going to say everything. All sections D through P12 are clear. We have reason to suspect they escaped through the disposal system. We're checking. He is interrupted by an excited trooper who tells him something. We found them in receptacle B2829. You should... A red light flashes on one of the other monitors. Hold on, can I can I can I put that this is the perfect excerpt to use for what the problem we had? So Horace watches General Vader as he supervises the hunt, which means that Horace is watching Vader watching a TV monitor. And then, <laughs> and, then this, and then this guy comes on screen, this officer, right? And he says his two sentences. And then Vader gives him an order. And then he fucks off the TV. And then another guy, like, it's like this. He's like, okay. And then another dude fucking goes on the screen. Now talk to me. And Horace is watching Vader watching the guy talking to the guy. (laughs) Why would you, why would you, why would you not just make that one character? Why was this, why is this two people? Why is this two people, and why are the characters we care about watching these two people? You mean, why is it four people instead of two people? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Vader talking to a guy. The horse being like, oh, that's a bold strategy. Watch the TV and delegate that way. That's interesting. It's so funny. It's so uh, 
it it tells me it, that reading this script this way has taught me all of the why there's problems with all of the other movies. Mm, yeah, like all the problems in this script are present in all of the other movies in different ways, except the ones that George didn't write. Yeah, okay. They still introduce so many characters in the movies, and I, I get it. It's not like Game of Thrones levels bullshit. Yeah, but like so many, and you, it's just so transparent that it's to sell a different action figure with a different skin. I I, I like, promised all the gold tier Kickstarter backers a cameo in the movie. It's insane the amount of fucking characters that get screen time in this movie is improbable. Just four characters. That's all you need. It's like there's a bounty for new SAG members. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. For for every person you can get SAG credit to, you get $5. Well, for every person I put on screen, my pyramid scheme will be that they tell five people to buy tickets to the movie. And then those five people. So if I tell them to get a part, they'll be like, come see me in the movie. That's the only reason he sold tickets out of this. So now he was originally called Amway. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that's a real good point, though. I see everything you're saying. A red light flashes on one of the other monitors. Hold on. A controller appears on the second monitor. Fifth character. Starship Starship's approaching three squads of royal design, but no clearance. Oh, here's another one. Full alert. Battle station. I think I think that's Vader because Vader is the general. <laughs> I think he just is like, oops. He's oh, sure. Good. Fuck it. Full alert. Battle stations. The general turns back to the captain of the guards. <laughs> you should have them on your screen. <laughs> <laughs> Alarms sound throughout the fortress. Lights flash a warning. Gar- garbage respecta- <clears throat> garbage receptacle. Space fortress. Tanawi. Is it a garbage f- perspective? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> garbage perspective. Space <laughs> fortress. Subconscious is manifesting. <laughs> a floodlight switches on, revealing Dodonna and Vader and Valor attempting to cut open the door. The princess stands up and stares into the floodlight. Vader's voice comes over an intercom. I'm afraid I have no more time to deal with you. A senseless and futile attack by your friends has forced me to take a rather unpleasant course of action. Your execution will have to be expedited. The intercom clicks off and a loud rumbling begins to shake the room. With a loud shriek, the princess points to the far wall. It has started to move toward the trio. The situation looks desperate. Well, they have like a, a these these cells just they have a crush the crush the prisoner button. Like, this is the garbage disposal. Yeah, but why does Vader know that there's a compactor for the how much about the space station does he know? I mean, he, he obviously oversaw all the waste management uh, facilities. Right. Where's the five guys that run that? When do we get to talk to those motherfuckers and hear their backstory? Yeah, in the finished movie, it's just like it starts to compact because that's what a trash compactor does. Every once in a while, it compacts the trash. Not that they got discovered in there, 
and they were judiciously compacted. Right. The idea that the whole Star Wars franchise almost ended by accident and routine waste management is the irony of that scene. This has no irony. This is a death trap. So when I said, when I, when I wondered aloud, if Star Wars would have taken hold, if it came out five years earlier, I think we can specifically say that definitively say that if it had come out three years earlier, it definitely would not have taken hold. No, not, not in this form. No way. No. Um, the intercom. Oh, I read that. Yes. Space Jawa starships Tanawi. laser fire from the space fortress creates a wall of death, which the three squadron of Jawa starships miraculously emerge through undamaged. The general barks orders to the Jawa craft and Boma and his squadron break off and start an attack dive. Laser fire from Boma's brightly colored ship hits one of the prime power terminals on the fortress surface. It explodes, creating weird electric arcs as it goes. Han and the general also concentrate fire on the distinctive black power terminals. Two more are destroyed in an arcing spectacle. A chain reaction is set off, creating a series of explosions leaping across the surface of the fortress from power terminal to power terminal. Garbage receptacle, space fortress, Tanawi. The shock of the explosion can be felt over the rumbling of the trash masher. The wall has moved within a few yards of squashing Dodona, Valor, and the princess, who still is not spoken. The, the feeling of trash master. <laughs> oh, brother, trash master is going to mash your trash. Like, you ever went through a smooth door and ended up in a trash compartment? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Who knows if you escape? And if you escape, who knows if your friends are blowing up the ship that's your own? Who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is this movie? Uh, they are still frantically trying to somehow stop the relentless wall to no avail. The lights blink off, then on again, and the moving wall <laughs> rumbles to a halt. Zara breathes a sigh of relief. Ha. They must have knocked out the power. They've knocked out the trash power. <laughs> That's power sources on the outside of the ship. <laughs> Dodona runs over to the door and kicks it open. They rush out of the would-be death trap. Space. Jawa starships. Tanawi. One of the Jawa starships is caught in a crossfire and disappears in a cloud of smoke. Another ship, for some unknown reason, dives headlong into the surface of the fortress, creating a huge explosion. Main hallway, space fortress, Tanawi. Captain Valor, Dodona, and the princess are thrown into a hallway floor by the explosion. They get up and start down the hallway again. A voice calls out from a connecting corridor. Hey, over there. So I just have to say, like, the ship that for some unknown reason dives headlong into the surface of the fortress. That's such an easy opportunity for George to say, like, this guy's heroically sacrificing himself for this battle. But instead, he's just like, it's probably an accident or whatever. He might be drunk. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe he made it. <laughs> the trio turn and see little A2 standing at the other end of the corridor. He waves his claw arm at them and wobbles over to them. The power core has exceeded the normal stress quotient by 0.8. The magnetic fusion pods have, have evaporated. There appears to be an immediate danger. There's a life pod station at the other end of this section. Hurry. The group, followed by A2, make a dash for the life pod, but are knocked to the ground by another explosion which rocks the hallway. A hole is ripped in one wall, sucking debris into space. Everyone holds on to a wall fixture for dear life. Governor's Quarters, Space Fortress, Tanawi. Aides and officers rush through the office as Vader tries to keep things under control. Governor Horace remains calm, watching the progress of the battle. Vader turns to the governor. They've pinpointed every terminal. It's impossible. What are they? Where did they come from? An electromagnetic transfer has started. There's no stopping it. Continue the fight. We've already lost control of the planet. We must abandon ship while there is still time. Conditions are much worse than... Continue the fight. This fortress is invincible. I will not give up. A giant explosion sweeps through the office. P really? The office they're in? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's invincible. I will not give up. Ah! Dead. What a way to kill the villains. I really hope they're dead. They got their justifiable come up as bro. There's like one page left of this fucking script. Those assholes are dead. Oh my God. You're right. Holy shit. <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> I will not give up dead. <laughs> <laughs> Space Jawa starships. The tiny starships race the chain reaction explosions across the surface of the fortress. Laser fire is everywhere. One of the starships skimming across the surface lags behind and is caught in an explosion and disappears. Can I just point out, none of our heroes are saving the day. And I told you the other people would come in and save it. I told you. It's, the Jawas are, are doing all of the saving the day. Skywalker is back. He's like, we'll, we'll just send the Jawas out to fight and I'm going to have some tea. And these guys are just like running away. This is the worst script that's ever been written. It's pretty bad. The tiny starships race the chain reaction explosions across the surface of the fortress. Laser fire is everywhere. One of the starships skimming across the surface lags behind and is caught in an explosion and disappears. Han, get everyone out of here. The whole thing's going to go. Return to Gordon. Get them out. Han relays the order to the Jawas, and then starships pull away from the crippled fortress. Main hallway, Space Fortress, Tanawi. The group has made their way past the hole in the wall and are climbing into the life pods. Captain Val... They just made their way past a hole in the wall that's venting into space. Just by, like, holding on to stuff? Come on. <laughs> Captain Valor, ah, oh, the, the vacuum of space is making this difficult. Lame. <laughs> it's fucking, there's, there's, oh shit, never mind. I'm not going to ruin it. 
Captain Valor helps the princess into one while Dodona and A2 get into the other. Warning sirens scream throughout the hallways. Three troops run toward the life pods, firing laser pistols. Dodona returns the fire, stopping the oncoming troops. Hatches are closed and the life pods eject into space. Life pods, space, Tanawi orbit. The two life pods drift toward the calm of the planet's surface. Captain Valor and the princess embrace and he kisses her tenderly. They watch the ominous fortress grow smaller and smaller as they drift away back to the planet that they spent the first two-thirds of this movie escaping. Suddenly, a great flash replaces the fortress and rubble streaks past the life pods. Several giant explosions follow. And then there is only a smoke cloud where the mighty fortress once orbited Tanawi. Throne room, Palace of Light. Tanawi. Queen Zara, in all her grandeur, sits on the magnificent throne of Tanawi. Captain Valor and the general stand to her right. Several old advisors. Uh, wait, where did I go? Shit. Several old advisors stand to her left. Han <clears throat> presents Boma and a delegation of Jawas with a treaty, gifts, and a medal of honor. They bow and exit. Han moves to one side of the crowded court. Dodonna stands next to him. They watch the two robots, A2 and C3, approach the queen and bow. Your service to Tanawi is greatly appreciated. <laughs> you are designated Class A4 and will serve Justin Valor, the new Lord Protector of Tanawi. Rise! <laughs> the robots rise and exit through the long entrance hall to the throne. The queen turns and smiles at Valor and the general. The general and Valor salute their new queen. The end. I have never been so happy to hit the the end button. I'm really glad it's over. Jesus. I've never seen the end of something come so quickly in a movie. It's like it's over. <laughs> yeah. How are we gonna escape? Oh, like there, Chris. Yeah, that was. <laughs> None of that was earned. Uh, the um, there's no like weakness in the space station to exploit. It's like we have this invincible space station. Well, it does have a weakness. What's that? Getting shot by spaceships. Oh, I'm, I'm running out of paper and I'm not going to get up. So now is probably a pretty good time to end the movie. I am on page what now? Oh, shit. <laughs> I never worked this hard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was told that a script is supposed to be 120 pages. <laughs> I gotta fucking hurry. Um, an explosion <laughs> kills them. I'm not gonna take anything out. It's a full 122 page epic. There's not a single character arc in the entire script. <laughs> oh, what about uh, the brother that died in the first two pages 
I mean, I got some good child killing done. I'm, I think this is a hit. Should we explain why he exploded? <laughs> <laughs> I love how fire engulfs their office. Like <laughs> That's how you take out Vader and the governor. It just... That's it. Yeah, that's, over. that's like the that's like the first Grand Moff Tarkin scene. Yep, where they're talking if if flame just like wipes across the screen, <laughs> and then the end, like, directed by George Lucas. It's like in Titanic, if when the guy's explaining to him how it's the greatest ship ever built, and it's basically unsinkable. If in that exact moment. Just an iceberg ran through the windows and just fucking killed every single fucking one of them. Or just, it's like that one just, does it. Irony. Just water goes swoosh. And then you just see their bodies floating. <laughs> All right, Sean, what fucking ringer you got for us next? <laughs> so what we actually we had a whole this discussion about what we were going to do next. We had a game plan and I fucking forget what it was. Uh, Bill and Ted. <gasps> Was it Bill and Ted? Oh, that's right. We decided we were going to do one of the scripts for a Highlander remake and then do Bill and Ted. Yep. That was it. Yeah, but when does Bill and Ted come out? Closer to that amount of time. Closer to that amount of time, Jeff. Especially now that we're only doing this twice a month. Yeah, we're... we're because of Corona times, we're going to ease up a little bit. We're going to go bi-weekly. We'll release every other week. Sorry, but uh, this is more difficult to do, actually, for all of us remotely. It's a lot better if we can get in the room together. Because I miss these guys. You you guys have no idea how nice these two guys smell. It's pretty great. It's mostly the monster. Ah, the beauty and the booze. Jeff's got that like monster energy drink sweat. Oh, yeah. I could just lick his armpits Aha. and just be energetic and read four scripts. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be all the characters. <laughs> I'm everything. Uh, Josh, what you been working on, buddy? Dude, f- fucking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Plug stuff. You can you can find me at joshuajbaker.com. I've been doing a whole bunch of real estate stuff actually. Um it's actually been popping off pretty good because I guess real estate is uh real estate video and photography is taking off. Um all of my events got fucking canceled, so I ain't doing none of that. If you guys got some events you want me to cover, I would love to do that. Tons. Josh at joshuajbaker.com. That'd be great. So if you've got a house that you want to sell and you need a video for that, get in touch yeah, with Josh. Yeah, if you've I'm got a house right that now. like you want to buy and you want some video of that, that's a little trickier. Yeah, not not that's not, you know what? Uh, you, maybe for a Josh, premium fee, people don't own the airspace above their house. So yeah, I could fly a drone over their house for you. If you want Josh, just film some people doing some shit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do you it. know what? You know what? At this point, fucking just yes, shoot me, shoot me a DM, bro. If you want Josh to take footage of your last work Zoom meeting and just have an explosion wipe through the office. He could probably do that. I'll just put on I'll put on a GoPro and then I'll just send you video of my day. 
if you want Josh to find out whether or not your girl's been cheating on you and using social distancing as a, as a device for that, Josh will do it. He will wear a mask and sit outside your girlfriend's house with oh, a camera. I need a Rorschach mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what's funny is Rorschach would be one of the assholes that doesn't want to wear a mask. <laughs> he would he would have it curled nope. up like he's eating beans. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. just eating beans all the time. <laughs> Rorschach would absolutely be one of these assholes going like, but my freedoms. Yeah, that's true. Why hasn't he, why haven't anybody stepped up and done that? Of all the assholes not wanting to wear masks, why have none went the other way with it and just like worn them out of spite, like above their fucking noses and shit? So no, like, you know what people yeah, are doing that's now. The other thing I haven't seen is full masks, like yeah. mask over your face completely. The, like the anti-mask are, people. Are they gonna like get mad at you for that? I don't feel like they could. The anti-mask people are now um, getting masks that are just a loose mesh or even made out of yarn. Yeah, I saw it. That just like, <laughs> like I'm wearing a mask. Man, what are you going to do? You ever worked harder to get out of work? Like, yes. that's what that is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's literally like writing a fake math book that you know all the answers to instead of doing your math homework. Fucking A. So that's it. Um, for more stuff about this podcast, go to tablereadspodcast.com. We're on all the things. Hey, why don't you leave us a review? You're yeah. listening every week. I know you are. You've never dropped a fucking review? You piece of shit. You must like it if you keep listening. Just go and leave a review in the former iTunes, now Apple Podcasts. Five stars, nothing less. I'm tired of saying, to be honest, five stars. You owe it at this point. Come on. We eat your stars. That's how we survive. And write some words that say nice things like Jeff smells like monster sweat. And I love it. Come on. And tag monster energy drink in that. We're trying to get a sponsor. Uh, Also, please check out my other podcast. Have you guys watched Stargirl at all? Uh, no, but I'm getting HBO Max so very soon. Uh, it's not on HBO Max. It's on CW. Oh, I'm going to be watching CW. Wait, no, stuff. HBO Max got CW stuff. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, they don't have Stargirl. But Stargirl, legit the best superhero show on television. I'm not saying that because I worked on it or because I have a podcast about it. Like, it really is just super, super good. And because it's so good, I have a podcast about it called Stargirl After Show at StargirlAfterShow.com. Check that out. Um, We're going to be back next week, maybe with Highlander, or not next week, in two weeks. Maybe with Highlander, maybe with something else, maybe with Chlamydia. Who can say? Uh, Until then, we will most certainly miss you. Okay, bye. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black. Have another call.